0: There's one central unifying musical force that drives this podcast and indeed people like us to listen to music that, that we'd never dreamt of, of, of even existed. Uh, for over three decades, John Peel littered the airwaves with strange, dangerous, weird, ridiculous music and <laughs> uh, that intrigued uh, us sufficiently to stay up late. Every single night of our, our years. Missing out on homework, etc, etc. Under
1: the bedclothes with the radio.
0: Oh, those were the days. Yeah. Uh, so, it would have been his 70th birthday today. 75th. <laughs> 75th, indeed. Uh, unfortunately, he passed away uh, uh, 10 or so years ago. So, what we've done is picked some of the records that were special to us. Some of the records that have that uh, become iconic uh, in John Peel folklore, if you like. And we want to play them all
2: tonight. Hello, I'm a little fat chap who plays records on the radio.
3: the stairs, mister! each
4: each other
1: Eat Yourself Fitter, the band that John Pill memorably described as always different, always, always the same, same. Uh, followed by a band that's certainly different, uh, the Cuban Boys, with the Cognoscenti versus Intelligentsia. What a magical trap that is. Um, now, I'm going to play my first two selections here, and of course my first selection is Guided by Voices. Of course. And uh, I can remember exactly where I was when I heard Guided by Voices for the first time. I was in Brno in the Czech Republic in 1994 and I was living uh, with my wife, but we were living in student, strange student accommodation. We didn't, we were in a, a, a room that didn't have a bed. We were sleeping bed? No, I didn't have a bed. We were sleeping on couches. It's not a four-yard human thing? It's <laughs> it's like- you were lucky to have a bed. <laughs> sleeping on couches is a bed put in, a, in an L shape um, and uh, I was listening to John Peel, I made, made my wife listen as well, uh, John Peel was on BBC World Service in those days mm. uh, and he had a, a 30 minute programme every week um, but it seemed to change where in the listings it was, sometimes it was on at 10 o'clock in the morning, sometimes it was on at 3 o'clock in the morning um, and it was a real job to find out when it was but of course I, I did everything I could to make sure that I was not only able to listen to it, but able to record it. Of course. Um, recorded everything so that I could listen to it again and then keep the tracks that I really liked. Anyway, I, he on one of those shows in 1994, he played this band, Guided by Voices, and he played this song that I'm going to play next, which is called uh, Volcano Divers. Not necessarily one of my favourite songs now, but at the time I thought, that's a really interesting song, really odd, peculiar song. I want to find out about that band. And that's what John Peel's about, wasn't it? Played stuff you mm-hmm. wanted to know about it yeah. Yeah. and uh, so I was living in the Czech Republic but I, I came back to the UK I think we, it was probably about six months later and I, I still had this song in my head because we played it on the, on the cassette that i have been listening to and uh, went to a local record store I think it was we were probably staying down in uh, Albra in, in Suffolk and there's uh, Woodbridge maybe um, there's a record shop there, and I said I wanted to find out about this band Gabriel Voices, and the guy said I've never heard of them, mate. And I said, well, I'm re- desperate to find this song. Can you? Can you? Is there anything you can? Oh well, we'll see what we can do. What was it called? Anyway, he found it for me. He found it and he got this. It was, it was on a tiny label called Engine Records, um, and it wasn't available in the UK. I paid a fortune to get it imported <laughs> from the US. I, thought, I probably won't even like it when I hear it. And uh, anyway, it turned up, and it was this record called. Uh, fast Japanese spin cycle. well that's rather good. And there's a, there's a picture on the front of these young fellas with their, their eyes and mouths and various things blotted out with the title oh that's quite good and then on the back there's this great big fat bloke and I thought oh yeah that must with be, a mullet. That be a, with a mullet and a, and a
5: dodgy mustache
1: <laughs> yeah and a microphone I thought, well, that must be the singer for that <laughs> <laughs> that must be what's his name I couldn't find what's his name with Pollard Pillard, Pollard oh Robert Griffin it says and then, uh, oh no Pollard Robert Pollard okay that's what you, oh, he doesn't look very cool does he <laughs>
6: but anyway
1: I thought that's alright and I played that record and I played it to death and there's some fantastic songs on it uh, third World, Bird Watching, My Impression Now, all these songs that mean so much to me, but that was the start. That was the start. 20 years ago, that was when I fell in love with It's got this a record. lot to answer for. And uh, it's absolutely marvellous, and I still love that record and I treasure it dearly. And, and I think it's on coloured vinyl, I can't remember exactly what colour it is. I'm not sure. It might even be a. Is it on? No, no, it's yeah black. Black. Oh, it's it's colour, black the color black. 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 It's it's black. that's quite rare it's all your, all, isn't isn't it? not all black. <laughs> um, so anyway that's that's obviously one song that I've got to play and the other track that I'm going to play back to back that is a record actually that I don't own but that I heard on John Peel first time and rediscovered on a on a tape that I've found Uh, It's the song Poppa Top by Andy Cap. I know nothing about him, it's a reggae song. And that was another thing about John Peel, he played reggae and that got me into reggae and and I really started to want to find out more about it and really got to love it.
7: He is his mind.
2: And this is an EP. Actually, I shouldn't tell you this really, but it's a 12-inch EP from America. And the first time that I played it through, I played it through at the wrong speed and thought I think I'm about to do the same thing again. At the wrong speed. I thought it was, that's a bit silly, really. Because a lot of people had told me, oh, that's really quite a good record. And I played it at the wrong speed at home and uh, didn't realise that oh, that's what people are so excited about. Got another copy of it last week and have now played it at the right speed, which is, I hope, I'm about to do now. Picture the scene. It's 11 o'clock.
0: Tuesday night. It's, say, 1982. The house and the world outside is completely silent. In the bedroom of a featureless small terraced house, a young girl grips her covers tight to her body to guard against the cold. For context, the house has neither central heating or double glazing, although it has recently had loft insulation, mercifully. Her eyes stir out at the released breath as it turns into mist in front of her face. She sandwiches her head between two pillows to make sure no one can hear the sound coming from her earpiece. The plastic cream-coloured mushroom-shaped listening device that came with the elemental radio tape cassette player that is positioned next to the bed. Her hand protrudes from the bed, and two fingers hover over the record and play button to capture songs that might be played that she can play again and again for the rest of her life, and yet may never own or even see. As the yellow streetlight shimmers across the woodchip wallpaper, the buttons are jammed down as John Peel says, here's Joy Division. We have transmission.
2: like a good scream to clear the system that comes from a seven inch ep called kiss curl for the kids lib gorillas
5: so that was uh my band when i was a teenager uh, uh playing obviously transmission by joy division uh that was me and my mates colin mark and robin uh in a garage uh and playing that we're very much based on uh in fact we'd never heard the the normal version of transmission the uh, the the single version studio version, we'd only heard the uh, Peel Session version which was on a Melody Maker compilation tape called uh, Indie Top 20 because the Strange Fruit version, the Peel Sessions had just come out at that time Uh, I'm going to play next a couple of songs uh, which were I can actually remember exactly where I was when I heard these two songs for the first time, Uh, so uh, the first one is PJ Harvey Uh, She's in a Gig And I can remember uh, I was 21 years old. I was in my bedroom at my parents' house uh, on a Sunday night, um, lying on the bed, listening to this uh, appeal session by PJ Harvey. There'd already been a couple of tracks on, I think. This wasn't the first one I had. And and he played this one and he said something about um, his wife, because his wife is called Sheila. He made some joke about that. Uh, And and the song started and and it really made me sit up and listen. Uh, but then, as the song carried on, it got it, it, it. got and there's a bit near the end where the kind of uh, it goes to a sort of weird drum beat, mm. and it just it was fantastically exciting. And I just thought, right, I'm going to go and see this PJ Harvey group because they were a group back then, uh, and I'm going to you know buy everything that they release, um, which I did for for a long time. Uh, and the second one, when I moved to London, uh, soon after that. I used to record the uh, John Peel show uh, onto a cassette and then I would listen to it uh, on my way to work and back, uh, sometimes once, sometimes twice, and then I would, unfortunately I didn't keep them. I then used the same C90 cassette to to record the following week's show if I was around. Uh, I used to go to... um, Go to uh, work on the uh, the bus, the 607 route. You know the 607 route. Very you must, with you must yet, know that. Yes. Yeah, it goes uh, all the way down the Oxbridge Road, all the way. Of down course, Uxbridge it does. Yeah. So, uh, ending up in uh, Camberwell. No, Oxbridge. Oxbridge. Oh, <laughs> 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 it starts uh, in uh, Shepherd's Bush, and it goes through Acton, Ealing, Hanwell, Southall, Yening, ending up in Hayes, and then Hillingdon. Uh, which is where I used to work, and I used well, to sit on there listening to me Walkman with me John Peel tapes over and over and over again. Very happy days they were too. Uh, and I remember hearing this one, and I can even tell you exactly where I was when I was listening to this one. It's called <laughs> Wilmot by the Sabres of Paradise, uh, which is Andy Weverall, one of the many guises that he's used over the years. Uh, and I was, I was at the roundabout coming out of Southall. I can remember going over that roundabout, uh, going up towards Hayes, and here in wilmot
7: i've been trying to show you over and over look at this my child
2: This is uh, this week's Yank Sizzler, reintroduced for this week because I'd forgotten that I'd stopped doing it, if you see what I mean. I think we all sort of tire these days of um, sort of celebrities
0: um, eulogising over people who've died. Uh, oh, it's always a tragedy when someone dies, but it does get fairly tedious when you, everyone's waiting to see what Gary Lineker tweets. Um, but when I was about 17, uh, a band hit the scene that was so perfect, so perfect for the time, so. Well, the lead was so cool, uh, and the, the music was right on the money. Uh, they were powerful, they wrote incredible songs, they shot to fame incredibly quickly. Uh, they were also a, a very political band, and sounding really streetwise. Uh, the first song, John Peel cha- championed it, uh, and everyone I knew bought it. We then bought everything that they released, uh, from the first album... They got in the charts. They were they very much sportsman for the generation type situation. So it was a real shock uh, when uh, the lead singer, I think, committed suicide um, after a, a short battle with with heroin. Uh, and you sort of the next night you wondered what John Peel would say about it because John Peel had absolutely champion this band uh, and backed them all the way. Uh, and rather than a, a fawning, sentimental eulogy, all he said was, well, "This one's from Malcolm." Well, this one is for Malcolm. This is In a Rut by The Ruts. <laughs>
8: Smith been-
9: fall by sinking foreign boats You're streaming up new promises because promises win votes and being resolute in conference with the ad man's expertise the majority by their silence should pay for days like these the right to build communities is back Behind closed doors. Between government and people stands the right arm of the law. And shame upon the patriots, and the mark of the bulldog breed is a family without a home, and a pensioner in need. Those whose lives are lived by dogma are waiting for a sign. The better dead than Red Brigade are listening on the line And the Liberal, with a small L, cries in front of the TV And another demonstration passes on to history achieve and wearing badges is not enough and days like these
7: This side of the socialist revolution, the revolution is our minority.
2: Ran into the kitchen to get my little radio so I could give you a burst of the cricket commentary. Here we go. And then umpire David Shepherd wasn't having any of it. I suppose it was one of those with bat and pad close together, it's worth a yell. Here comes Warn, he bowls to Embury, that keeps a little bit low. He ladles the ball out to backward point, and it's taken there by Alan Border. It's a pretty, pretty confident shout by Warn and uh, Steve Waugh.
1: Okay, so that was the Rooks with Interrupt and the Redskins with Lean on Me. Now, the next two bands uh, we're going to play have a combined total of 28 Peel sessions between them. Good God! Uh, 21 of those are by the first guy, who is, of course, Ivor Cutler. And uh, followed by uh, the seven sessions, of course, by Man or Astro Man. And these two bands, I noted that I've got this collection of tapes where I've taken tracks from Peel sessions poor Peel radio shows that I I, I taped, and I took those... Tracks and take them again to ones I really liked and I've kept those and I, and I found them the other the other week and more these two artists more than any other appear on those tapes loads and loads of tracks by both these and of course I had a couple the first time I ever heard him I thought this is very unusual um, yeah. and fantastic and I want to find out more uh, and similarly Manor Astro Man who, who he played over and over again I really like them never heard any voices, but even later on you said, you know, this is a song with them singing on it anyway, not going to choose one of those what we've got here is we've got Ivor Cutler with the track Life in a Scotch Living Room Volume 2, Episode 1 which was the first Ivor Cutler track I've ever heard, That's, that came from the album Dandruff, uh, followed by Man or Astro Man with Spheric Waves which was a Peel session uh, their second Peel session in fact which I have the whole thing on, on tape including the, which includes the track Inside the Head of John Peel which perhaps says a lot. These two bands are peel bands.
6: We walked around eating porridge as tart. or sat looking glum on the velvet suite, staring at the onyx clock which would not tell the time any more. But it was decorative, like the Parthenon, except it held St Paul's Dome at the middle. If you put your finger in at the back, you could make it chime by lifting the hammers, then letting them fall onto sturdy copper wires down below. Grandpa did it at least once every hour, and had to be restrained during the night, particularly when losing at whist or nine-dot dominoes. Although it had a pattern, crumbs on the carpet weren't wanted. We were obliged to kneel and eat cream crackers with butter and gouda with a white plate, with our heads inside the sideboard This was a treat Because there was room for four And in the luminous gloom We whispered jokes So that when laughter rose Showers of buttery spitty crumbs Flew out our mouths like starlings And lodged against the aromatic mahogany Second magnitude stars If somebody choked You got Quite big bits. The children micturated onto a large sponge which sat by the window. If it was boys, the girls had to look hard at their sewing with their fingers by their ears. If it was girls, the boys had to cluster in a group in a far corner, whilst Grandpa showed them a postcard of the Roque Venus in colour and explained it to them till the girl's knickers were safely up again and hidden. The adults just did it out the window, standing or sitting according to taste or sex. Voiding the bowels in those days was unheard of. People just kept it in. Grandma rang the sponge out the window twice a day in summer, seven in winter, Never without a grim twinkle in her eyes. Or, at least, what seemed to be a grim twinkle.
9: Nobody fully understands the effect lightning has on its victims. But strange things seem to happen. <laughs>
10: You. You ain't gonna say it.
2: And he's here, lead singer, David Gedge. <laughs> David, you two met in the early 80s, right?
0: One of the first times I actually... Press one of my grubby tapes into your pile. Was we did a, a disco in Ilkley, and I travelled up from Leeds to uh, to come and see you. And uh, eventually you plucked up courage, and you actually, I think, more interested in, in how I was going to get home, because I think the trains had all finished or the buses. And you said, "How are you getting back?" And I said, "I don't know, actually. I've no thought about that." And you said, oh, "I'll give you a lift." I said, "You can't give me a lift. You're going the wrong, completely the wrong way." And and in the end, you actually got me in your car, you sent me all the way home, dropped me off my door. And, uh... What
2: a kindly old man. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten that. No, I, don't no, no. I don't think I have, Aidan. Well, I didn't forget
0: it because I think, obviously, you're a brilliant presenter, you're very important in British culture and pop music and stuff, but to me, ultimately, you're a great bloke, and that's, that's more important than anything else. So. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, David. <laughs> can I say <laughs> Thank you.
4: i going to play a
5: couple of songs by one of John Peel's very favourite bands now, and uh, one of my favourite bands as well, uh, The Wedding Present. Uh, I, I didn't hear The Wedding Present for the first time on The John Peel Show, although lots of their songs I heard for the very first time on The John Peel Show. Um, I didn't hear the Ukrainian sessions, but one thing that stands out about John Peel's shows uh, was that you just, just play, you know some really shocking stuff. You think, well, I've never heard anything anything like that before. And in 1988, I think it was, for a, a sort of jingly-jangly indie band from Leeds to be playing a load of Ukrainian folk songs, there just was, well, what? I remember reading that in the NME <laughs> or Melody Maker and, and reading they they played four Ukrainian folk songs on the John Peel's, what? <laughs> but, it, but, it, but the only bit that wasn't surprising about that was that they did it on the John Peel show because if they were going to do it anywhere, oh, yeah. that would be where oh, yeah. that would be the go-to place to do it. Um, but one thing I definitely do remember about the Wedding Present—they, uh, uh, you, people, people—you may know that the Wedding Present uh, were going for quite a while, made quite a lot of albums, and then uh, there was a sort of change of direction. Really, uh, David Gedge, the lead singer, um, changed the name of the band to be called Cinerama, and that was a group uh, slightly less guitar-led. Uh, with more sort of uh, brass and keyboards and, and his uh, long-term partner, Sally Morell was in the band as well. Uh, and there's slightly more gentle sound, um, more, more sort of John Barry influenced, more 60s influence than The Wedding Present. And then it was quite a shock, because that went on for quite a long time, it was quite a shock when I was listening to John Peel and he said that they were going to have The Wedding Present on. Uh, and um, it turned out that um, David Gidge's relationship with Sally Morrell had broken down and he um, had reverted the name back to the wedding present, uh, which remains to this day, and back to the more heavy, heavier guitar sound. And it, they were in session that night, and they played uh, they played an old song, Blue Eyes. Well, a relatively old wedding present song, Blue Eyes. They played a cover of White Horses, and then they played this song, which uh, appears to me to be about the breakup of the relationship, but also just fantastic sound and what a guitar sound this is called Ringway to sea <laughs> Tech.
2: do find it curious that a chap of my age likes the things that I like but I do honestly feel that it's one of those situations where everyone's out of step except our John because in any other area of human activity theatre literature or something like that you're not supposed to live uh, eternally in the past you know you're supposed to take an interest in what's happening now and what's going to happen next and this is really all that I do and it seems to me to be a perfectly normal and natural human thing to do. In 1980 Uh,
0: to pursue my aim of following Tom Robinson in whatever musical guise he adopted. uh, Until he gave up. He said, I wasn't going to blink first. Tom would have to go first. (laughs) He launched his new project, Sector 27, and was playing a big gig at Milton Keynes Ball. The Milton Keynes Ball. With headliners The Police, uh, with UB40 and Squeeze. But first up were a cross-dressing pop-punk scar playing freaks called Scarfish... The mere appearance of this band raised the hackles of the chart-hungry crowd, and before they completed their first song, the missiles—well, uh, the stage was being peppered with bottles, cans, and other debris. By the second, it was raining missiles, and the band were forced to withdraw from the stage for their own safety. Um, I found this hugely exciting and thought what great fun these stadium gigs are. On straw John Peel, and said. Well, I think he could have just wrote to the NME. He then proceeded to snipe at the crowd throughout the rest of the gig, complaining and making abundantly clear that not only was bottling a group of musicians off, totally unacceptable, but the only group he was interested in seeing that day was Scarfish, and that we were a bunch of ignorant philistines. And it worked, because I came away, I didn't buy more albums by the police or UB40. I bought Scarfish, and I can now write that historic injustice. Per- perpetrated by un- unenlightened, stupid, misguided masses by playing, disgracing the family name. Here's Scarfish.
4: How are the old folks at home? <laughs>
8: I lost my bag in the
4: park, up
5: That was the Smiths with Is It Really So Strange? Yet another uh, band that everyone thinks now, oh, you know, the Smiths, they're one of the great bands of the 80s, but for people who actually lived through the 80s, you never, ever, ever heard the Smiths on the radio, other than on John Peel's show or possibly uh, Kid Jensen, um, but never, ever on anyone else's, or oh, Janice Long actually, uh, but uh, no, certainly not um, in any normal daytime radio. Hang the DJs, indeed. Uh, next up, I'm going to play a song. I remember hearing this song on John Peel, and I went into school and I started saying, "Did you hear that song?" <laughs> and I could remember some of the lyrics. In particular, I remember the line, uh, "How much is that fish? How much does the fish have chips?" And I would go around saying this to people at school, who thought I was absolutely crackers. Um, and then about f- well, I'd, I think it was quite it. I think about six, like, six like, months later. Uh, they were on TV, I think, on the tube, singing the same song again, uh, and and then a few of more of my mates had seen that, and they were going, how's that song you've been on about." We thought you were, you know, on something. Uh, but, and the, and the, to this day, me and three or four of my friends from that time, if we go in a fish and chip shop together, you can guarantee that one of us will say, "How much is that fish? Does the fish have chips?" <laughs> this is Stump with Buffalo. <laughs>
4: Okay. Oh.
11: It's her beauty But she's got
7: Dickie Davis Eyes
11: And all Those people who you Romantically like to still believe Are alive or dead So I'll wipe my snorts On the arm of your chair As you put another on the Roger Dean poster on the wall And all of those people who you Romantically Tickly lights like and still believe our alive and dead So I'll wake my on the arm of your chair I swear I know Roger Dean poster on the wall
5: Us to the end of our uh, John Peel tribute podcast. Uh, thanks very much for listening. Uh, we're going to close with Roy Orbison, singing It's Over, which was one of John Peel's favourite uh, songs. Um, so, anyways, just remains for us to say good night
2: and uh, thank you, John Peel. Thank
5: you, John Peel.
2: Well, about three or four weeks ago, I was standing in the fog on Stowmarket Station and there was nobody else on the platform waiting for the train into London and uh, the only light was very diffused light through the fog and I was standing at the end of the platform and behind the station there's an industrial estate and very, very faintly and very tinnily from the industrial estate I could hear Roy Orbison's It's Over and it was a magical moment. Your
12: baby doesn't love you anymore Golden days before they end. Whisper secrets to.